Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Pastor John McDougall, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey. Well, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. Question for you, where do you run when trouble comes your way? This spring, I planted an evergreen tree in our backyard, and I fertilized it, I watered it, and one morning as I was sitting out on the patio having chair time, I noticed a rabbit came hopping along the backyard, and initially I was appreciating and admiring this rabbit as a unique part of God's creation until it stopped to nibble on my tree for breakfast. So then I'm like, here we go, man against beast. I got up, as soon as I got up, boom, that rabbit was off running for the briar patch. Where do you run when trouble comes your way? And rabbits, they run for the briar patch. Birds, they fly for the nest. Squirrels scamper for a tree. But what about you? Where do you run when trouble comes your way? Early on, we all have one answer for that question, and it's, mom. And today we celebrate the, the uh, incredible gift of mom's protective love and sheltering love in our lives. And one story that, that illustrates the, the protective love of mom happened recently as Tam and I were out one night just getting away a couple weeks ago, um, just getting out on a Starbucks run. And as we were there in the parking lot, her phone rang and it was one of her third grade students FaceTiming her, a sweet little girl just wanting to talk. And I was enjoying listening into their conversation when, when it all stopped as the, uh, the phone went silent on the little girl's end. And Tam was like, honey, are you okay? And then she noticed big tears just coming down this sweet little girl's face. And Tam was confused and just like, what, what's, what's wrong? And finally, she was able to pull herself together enough to say these words, I miss you. <laughs> and that melted Tam's heart, melted my heart, and melted the little girl's mom's heart who was right there with her. And immediately, Tam, these two moms, do, did what moms do. They went into um, quick plan mode and planned a Dairy Queen date for uh, April the 9th. Tam and this little girl shared a birthday, and, and then the, the tears stopped, the smile came back out. But as I watched that um, and thought about that moment, I just thought, what a gift God has given us and the gift of mom. Where do you run when trouble comes your way? And initially we run to mom, and that's a, a beautiful picture, a child running to a parent that cares. But eventually we, we grow up and realize there are some problems that even mom can't fix. And where does mom run when trouble comes her way. Well, today God has a word of hope for us, and we're going to look at a psalm, Psalm 91, which is packed with truth that enables us to, to face our problems and our troubles with confidence. It's a, a song that is written, we're, we're not 100% sure who wrote this. Scholars lean toward Moses as being the author since he wrote Psalm 90. And some of the same language is there. But in this song, he starts with 
a verse, verse 1, that really paints a beautiful picture of the place God invites us to run when troubles come our way. And in this verse, we have a uh, just, this is going to be the verse. If, if there was one verse to carry with you today and this week and to memorize, this is the one to know. This is actually our theme verse for the month of May. And so if you would join me in Psalm 91, verse 1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Where do we run when trouble comes our way? And the answer is found in this verse. We run into the shelter of the Most High to rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This is core truth, isn't it? Core truth. Whoever, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This is the beautiful possibility, the gracious invitation that God is giving us today. The possibility of dwelling in the protective presence of Almighty God. As you look at this verse, don't you love that first word, whoever? This is not for an elite group of people, whoever. Whoever would choose to, to dwell may find access into his presence. And then the word dwell, whoever dwells, to dwell is to, to inhabit, to, to stay in one place, to, to, uh, to move into or to shelter in place as, as we understand that right now. Where do we run when problems come our way? It's into the shelter of the Most High. The, the picture there of a shelter, and I, I, my mind's eye, I'm seeing a castle of some kind, and the castle at Disney is coming to mind, except bigger and, and stronger. But it's the shelter of the Most High is the word God uses. The word Most High represents God's name for when He's compared to the other powers in the universe. He is the Most High power, which means this shelter cannot be penetrated by any other power we are safe in this shelter. And once we enter the shelter of, his, of, of the Most High, where do we go in this shelter? And don't you love the way the verse goes on? We go into the shadow of Almighty. Into the shadow, which means close to Him. He, he's inviting us into an intimate, um, into His presence, the very shadow of His presence. And the word Almighty is the word Shaddai. It's a name for God which represents His omnipotent protection over His people. How in the world can we rest in this world full of trouble? And the answer is because we are resting in the shadow of Shaddai, of Almighty Okay, so this is where I want to be. This is where God invites us. And I think we would all say, this is, I, I want to be in this shelter, but how do I get into the shelter? Well, what's the way in? And, and God answers the question in that very next verse as he says in verse 2, Moses says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. How do we enter the shelter of the Most High? And the answer is this. The key that unlocks the door into this, the, sh the shelter is trust. It's faith. Where he says, 
my God in whom I trust. And really verse 2 is a, a profession of his faith and his trust in Yahweh or Jehovah as his refuge, as his fortress. It's as if Moses is saying, guys, when trouble comes your way, the way to enter this shelter, the shelter of God's presence, is through faith in him. It's understanding who he is and trusting him with your life and, and entering his presence and, and receiving this care and, and believing that he's got you. He, he will protect you. Notice this verse, it's a personal decision to trust the Lord. It's significant that the, the pronouns shift here and they're all personal. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, he is my God in whom I trust. And it, it brings us to the, really raises the question, have you, have I made a personal decision to trust God as my Savior, to put my faith and my trust in him. We know that those under the old covenant, Moses, everyone before Christ was looking forward to Christ and his work on the cross for their salvation. Those of us who are after Christ, we look back to the cross, but we still look to Christ as our savior. And there must be a moment in each of our lives when we understand who Jesus is, that, that he is the son of God and he came to earth to to die in our place, providing a way for us to enter the shelter of God's protective care. Our greatest threat is our sin, which separates us from God and, and makes it not uh, eliminates the possibility of having access to Him. And that's the beauty of what Christ did for us on the cross, is He died in our place as a perfect sacrifice and then offers the forgiveness of our sin to all who look to Him in faith so that when we come to our times of trouble as children of God and as followers of Christ, we can run boldly into God's presence to find the help and the protection in our time of need. So have you put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ? And if you have, you know that then we begin a journey of faith where really it's, it's a dwelling day by day, moment by moment, where we profess our faith in Him as the one who will protect us. And we learn life experience after life experience, that he is a faithful shelter, faithful to protect and to provide. By the way, God uh, delights in our running to him as, his, as our shelter. Scripture tells us again and again that as we turn to him and run into his presence and into his shadow and just cling to him, it brings him to him delight. It glorifies him. So, we have a shelter to run to. The way we enter that shelter is through faith or trust. But what happens next in this text is really neat. It's as if Moses is about to walk into the shelter, but then he stops and he looks back to all of us who may be wondering, okay, I'm not so sure I can trust the shelter. Will, will this really protect me in this threat that I'm facing right now in my life? We can't see the shelter. And so Moses and God through Moses gives us reason after reason that we can believe and trust that, that he is faithful and that the shelter of his presence will protect us in verses 3 to 13. And so we'll go ahead and, and uh, work through these verses. Verse 3, he says, Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Fowler's snare, that's like... like a hunter hunt, hunting a bird 
And then the deadly pestilence there is of a disease. It's like a virus or, or a plague. And you might circle pestilence in your, your Bible right here. This is really sums up what, what he will save us from in this section. But then he says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart, double armament to protect us. And so he will protect us from the pestilence. I love that word. It just pictures all the various threats and the even deadly pestilences that we face in life. He's got us. But then not only will he protect us from the pestilence, he protects us from the panic that the pestilence creates in us. And this is verse, verses 5 to 8. As he says, you will not fear the terror of night. And you might circle in your Bible fear. That's the, the panic. The terror of night. And then he goes on to list all these things that we could possibly fear. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. He's picked, what a great picture of a, a plague which we're battling right now. The, the COVID virus that like stalks in the darkness. It's shrouded in mystery. We don't know where it came from. We don't know um, the cure of it, but he's got us. And we don't fear it. We respect it, but we don't fear it. Nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked, which a question may come to your mind. What, what about the people who when we are affected by disease or cancer or something hits us, what about that? And it's helpful here to, to remember, and scholars feel this may have been written by Moses about Joshua and Caleb. And I think verses 7 and 8 clue us into that in that um, they're observing the punishment of the people who did not trust God when they stood at the edge of the, the promised land. Remember the story? where it was Joshua and Caleb were the only two who said, Lord, we'll follow you wholeheartedly. And um, therefore God said, you will see the promised land. The rest of these people are going to wander around in the desert for 40 years and then they'll die. So you can imagine a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. That's what these guys experienced. I mean, person after person dying around them and, and fear must have been present in their hearts at times. But uh, God saw them through, and uh, he is faithful to his promise. But he goes on. He says in verse 9, If you will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you. And here we have the picture of the unseen spiritual world, which, which we know legions of angels are at the Lord's command. And protect us in ways we can't even see. But he says, he will command them to guard you in what, how many of your ways? He says, all of your ways. And they will, they will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. And the picture of those threats, the lion is the big threat that scares us, the power that, that roars, the, the snake is that slippery threat that that's, is silent, but it's still deadly, the, the cobra. Interesting that both of these represent our spiritual threat, the great threat of the devil. And we know that Peter describes 
uh, the devil as a lion seeking to devour. We know that the serpent, the devil came in the form of a serpent, slippery and, and uh, twisting truth. And, but don't you love the picture here? He says, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. Tramp them. Victory is ours through the Lord. And by the way, just side note, I love this, uh, this picture here of God's word in that if, if you've studied the life of Christ, you may recognize this verse is the verse the devil used to try to trip up and tempt Jesus to be proud. And he said, if you jump off the temple, jump off the, the tower, um, you're going to gain a following. He, he was tempting him to be spectacular in the eyes of people to gain a following. And he used this verse. He said, and isn't it true? God's going to com command his angels and he'll protect you. And Jesus came back with truth when he said, um, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Um, and I love the way, though, the devil uses verses 11 and 12, but verse 13 predicts the devil's downfall. Isn't that cool? Um, just love the Word of God. But the big idea in this, this part of, of this song, the summary truth is God will protect you from the pestilence and the panic. This does not mean that His followers are, are immune to disease, to death, and, and to um, pain, the pain of life. But what it does mean is we have His protective care as we experience the various uh, diseases and, and the living under the curse so that we, his promise is we will not be harmed. We are safe in his care. And he takes what the enemy means for evil, whether that be a disease or death or pain, whatever it is, and he redeems it for his glory. He empowers us to endure um, for his glory and to love those around us to be his ambassador, to, to live out the calling that he's given us faithfully, even in the midst of all this stuff. He protects us from the pestilence and the panic. We experienced this as a family as we were, Tam was going through a season, her battle with cancer, and it was this song, this truth that became especially precious to her. And God used Psalm 91 verse 1 every time she went in for her chemo treatment. She would repeat this song, pray it again and again and again. And God met her. She would picture herself just resting in the shadow of Shaddai. And he gave her peace in the midst of that, used, um, empowered her really to, to glorify him through that trial. Why do you suppose God has Moses spill so much ink in verses 3 all the way down through verse uh, 13 to, to describe why we should run into the shelter of his protective care? Why do you think, he, and, and not just ink, but pictures. It's like he's painting picture after picture after picture of his protective care. Why do you suppose? And I can't help but think it's because the shelter is invisible <laughs> to us right now. We, we can't see it. But what can we see? We can see the news. We can see the threat. We can see the, all the effects of the curse around us. But we can't see the shelter. But what does God desire for us to do? He gives us pictures to frame our thinking so that little by little, through his word, we, we, we put these pictures into our mind and we can see the shelter by faith. 
And so I encourage you, go back through this and just, even in your journal, draw some pictures of, of what he's given us. Try to draw the castle. And I, in my, mind, my mind's eye, it's the castle. And then I picture all these things that are like the arrows and stuff just bonking off the side of the castle. And there's a pile of arrows in the moat, you know. Nothing can get into the, the shelter of the Most High. Safe in his care. If you're struggling with fear and, and with panic today, may I encourage you, soak in these verses Allow God to inform you through his word to see the unseen reality. All right, well, what comes next is especially precious. It's as if Moses has been talking to us about this shelter, but then he stops. And in the text, something happens. It's as if Shaddai himself walks up behind Moses, puts his hand on Moses' shoulder and says, I got it from here. Let me tell him what, what I'm about to do. And uh, he says this, verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, prayer, the ordained means of God's protection. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will keep him from trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. What's the point God is desiring to make right here? <laughs> it hits like a drumbeat. You can't miss it. The phrase that's repeated again and again and again, I will. Because he loves me, I will protect him. I will, I will, I will. And when God says, I will, it's happening. It's a done deal. You guys, we are safe, safe in his care. And I love the way he says, because he loves me. It's a love relationship that he's brought us into. And, and we look to the cross and remember, if he gave his son, how much more will he not protect us, give us all things, including protection? I love the way he says, and he acknowledges my name, meaning we're the ones that learn his name through his word. And that, the first two verses, you just see his name again and again. Most high, refuge, fortress, Shaddai, Jehovah, um, Elohim, Elohim, name after name, shepherd, Emmanuel. He knows my name. He acknowledges my name. I'm going to protect him. And then last, where he says, he calls on me. Will God not answer his child when he calls? Oh, every time he is faithful when he hears his child calling. Where do we run when trouble comes our way? How are we going to get through this season of trouble, the next season of trouble, and then and the next one after that? Well, we have a word from God today, don't we? Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of Almighty. Whoever, whoever is struggling with, with fear and despair, whoever is facing a season of trouble, whoever makes the Most High their dwelling will rest in His shadow is safe from all harm. And I love the way this song ends. It's as if it, it just kind of ends after 
the Lord says, I will show him my salvation. It's like, Moses, here's my salvation. And they, walk, they fade into the shelter. And we're all standing there outside the shelter as the, the door closes with the, really the question, what are we going to do? Will I make the Most High my dwelling? And that's the question for you today. Will you make the Most High your dwelling? Will you through faith run into the shelter that he's provided? I'm so thankful for the, all the moms that God has placed into to my life. I have the, the world's best mother-in-law, and I'm not just trying to get points there. <laughs> but uh, Lois Devers is, is just a, a precious gift to me and her family. And then God uh, was so gracious to give, once our, our mom passed away, to give my dad uh, just a wonderful wife, and Donna, and she's been a gift to him, but also to our whole family as, as she has shared a mother's love in so many ways. But uh, my... When this day comes around, I just praise God for the legacy that our mom gave us in, in faith as she especially went through a season of trouble. And we watched her live out this song as she made the Most High her dwelling and, and ran into the shelter of His presence as she battled cancer. And as I think about her, it's often a picture comes to my mind that she helped us put our hope in him and um, seek shelter in him as she hung this picture in our home in that season. And this picture just represents really the posture in which she lived. And I love this. Um, as I think about Psalm 91.1 of uh, just the Lord um, being in the, the shadow of Shaddai and then the picture of the nail scar just representing his love for us. And then the, the lamb just about to fall asleep. And even as we go through the hard times that, uh, that we are safe in his care. It reminds me of that last verse where God says, I will, I will, I will. I will protect, I will rescue, I will be with, I will honor, <laughs> I will satisfy with long life and I will save. Have you made him your dwelling? Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for your word to us today. Thank you for just this, uh, your grace, making it possible for us to dwell in your presence. Lord, we thank you that in this world of trouble that we have a safe place to run to and that we have your promise, we have your word on it, that in the shadow of Shaddai, no pestilence, no panic can touch us. Lord, I pray today, especially for the moms that are listening, and, and just that they would sense you speaking to them in this very moment, Lord, that uh, we know moms love deeply and they carry the concerns of the family in ways that mean so much to us, but I know that can be a weight and I pray that, that today, Father, in a renewed way, each mom would sense the power of your sheltering presence, would just fill that shadow of, of Shaddai over her, that it would melt all fear and fill her and the rest of us with confidence to live boldly, into the calling that you've called us to live for your glory. 
We thank you again for your word. Thank you for your love for us, Lord. Keep us faithful until we arrive safely home. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.